Good morning, everyone. I'm Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy. Currently, there are 7 million seniors in Canada, and over the next 20 years, there's an expected population growth of 68%. And caring for these seniors often are family caregivers, usually adult children. It's estimated that there are 2.2 million caregivers who are also employed full-time. This creates a high stress and often complicated lifestyle for many, and many people have to reduce or change workloads or even change their entire life completely to integrate the extra care and attention that they now need to give to their senior loved ones. Francesca Ditello teaches her clients how to take control of their minds, get into the driver's seat of their emotions, and master the stress and get and keep healthy relationships. As a coach, Francesca works with women bosses who are business owners or CEOs or executives who have often lost their way in a particular area of their lives and she helps them find their way by showing them how to reconnect to themselves so that they can create a genuine success and truly live their boss life. Welcome Francesca, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much, Amy, for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to share what I can that be of use to your audience and your viewers today. Well, I, I have, I've personally worked with you, as you know, and I really loved our experience. And I think that you add so much value to so many, specifically women business owners who we're talking about today. And so I think it's going to be super valuable. So I hope everybody's got their pens and paper and they're ready for our ride. So maybe we could start off by asking, you know, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself? And although you work with a lot of different individuals, what is it that draws you to help female bosses or business owners and who are also in the sandwich generation? Yeah, that I'm I'm happy to do that. So I just want to talk a bit personally speaking. Um, I'm in my 50s now. I'm I'm 54, and as uh, many women and and people in this age range, we have uh, elderly parents, and I do have um, a father who is going to be turning 80 um, in September. And, and but thankfully, mind and body are good, so there's not really a lot of caregiving there at this point. Um, I have a wonderful husband, um, James, and uh, I have a stepson, and Sean has been launched. He's uh, functioning well. He's independent, which is what, you know, what parents want. Um, So I I really do feel like, personally speaking, I have a very blessed life, and I also feel like I'm very blessed professionally. Um, And so uh, I've I've been in the field of mental health for about 26 years now. And uh, even then, I knew I wanted to work with women. And at that time, I was drawn to working with women who had uh, trauma histories, in part because I had a trauma history and my mother had a trauma history. Uh, And in 2008, I started my own business in private practice And then in 2014, I brought coaching into my business, and I was drawn to working with um, female business owners, largely because I was a female business owner, and um, I was living the demands of having a business and other areas of my life. I I was sacrificing those areas of my life, and uh, when I work with um, female business owners and they do have their business to take care of as well as children and parents and partners, et cetera, 
I see how much they're having to sacrifice of them themselves. And since I turned 50, I've made it a, a point to live life more on my own terms. And, um, and that's what I want to help other female business owners do as well. And that's part of the reason why I created my uh, Boss Life Coaching Program. Thank you for sharing. It's definitely, you know, I'm in a similar scenario and it's definitely hard to balance everything. And I know that you just mentioned boss life. Tell me, what does it mean to have a boss life? So for me, um, coming out of a very personal experience, it was about, and it, it's it's about um, defining oneself, connecting to oneself, redefining oneself getting very clear on what your path is and um, being able to follow your heart, being able to follow your internal guidance system, letting go of um, other people's opinions, other people's approval, and just working your own path, following your own truth, uh, leading by example, and ultimately having a boss life is, to me, is an act of self-love. Lovely. Wonderful. It's, it's, I feel like it's a valuable thing to strive for. I feel like, you know, obviously you help people achieve that. And so it, it's, it can be a lot for people to think about. It's like, how do I put everything into perspective? How do I, you know, make sure that I get what I need? I know I'm going through that in my own life and trying to line up things on my own. And, you know, I often find that I become overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed, I just need to get out of my own way more than anything and allow others to either take the steering wheel or go for some assistance with someone such as yourself to get, because there's so much stuff happening in a business owner's mind. Plus, like you said, plus the family stuff, plus your own stuff and all of that. And it's just, sometimes you just have to get out of your own mind and let someone else get in there for, for a while or talk about it and get it out in the opening, out yeah. in the open, right? Yeah, um, for those who are unfamiliar with coaching and therapy, what are some of the reasons why someone might get assistance in this way? Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I just wanted to, to mention what you were referring to in you know, the overwhelm. And um, I mean, how could you not get overwhelmed with, you know, if, you, if you're a business owner and you're in the sandwich generation, you, you know, trying to do it all. Well, first of all, you can't. Um, you can't do it all equally. You can't give everything the same equal amount of attention. Like that's, things are going to get out of balance and sometimes that's okay, but it's also about how long you stay out of balance. But I, I also think that um, when we think about healthy lifestyles, when we think about um, mental well-being, emotional well-being, a healthy lifestyle and emotional and mental well-being consists of bal balancing what we ought to be doing, the shoulds and the demands in our lives with what we want to be doing. And a, a part of that want is, is to take care of self. Um, it is something that's not just going to happen, obviously. It's, you can't take that for granted. It, it, it does require um, uh, putting a, a, a conscious effort and a consistent effort uh, into doing that. Um, and so um, there is a difference between coaching and therapy. I do both, right? Um, and it's hard to actually put in the box, like, who is a candidate for coaching? Who is a candidate for therapy? But if I were to generalize that, 
Um, if you are going to uh, seek therapy, you're probably experiencing a significant level of distress. Um, perhaps you have been given a mental health diagnosis um, and uh, you might be having to deal with past trauma, uh, emotional healing. So there's more significant impairment in your, your functioning typically when you come uh, to therapy and you're seeking therapy. Uh, whereas coaching, with coaching, overall you're functioning well, and, and the term is often called you're working with the, the worried well. Uh, it's very goal attainment focused. It's more uh, present and future oriented. You're not working on past uh, trauma healing or emotional healing. In fact, you're usually able to uh, identify, handle, and express your emotions uh, quite effectively. So there is a difference between the two, and there's also overlap between the two in that they both will help you to increase your confidence. They'll both help you with uh, well-being. Uh, they can both help you with uh, your interpersonal relationships, your career, your, your personal growth. So um, it's really hard to tease out the benefits of one versus the other, but that's sort of how you determine whether somebody's more eligible or a better candidate for therapy or coaching. That's a great way to think about it and break it down as well. Just, you know, I find that there's a lot of people that have done none of it. And so there's a lot of people not really understanding which avenue, if they were going to look to start with, doesn't mean you have to stay in that lane, but you know, no. You don't. Yeah, In he, fact, I have some some people who start out with coaching with me and because um, things happen in their lives and their mental health and emotional health waivers and that, that I ended up doing, doing therapy with them. And in fact, whether I'm working with a client and it's deemed therapy versus coaching, I always bring a blend of the two. And the degree of that blend really depends on the client's needs. And it can happen the other way around where somebody might do therapy with me and they get to a certain level of stability and they really want to get hunkered down on some goals in their lives. So we'll do, do more work um, on the, in the coaching uh, with a coaching approach in that area. What do you find that some of the benefits people receive from let's talk about coaching maybe specifically, you know, when yeah. someone is trying to find this balance and, and balance is kind of, it's objective, right? It's hard. It, it's hard to stay in balance. And you know, you're always going up and down trying to put your own needs and your business needs and your family needs and every, you know, the dog's needs and everybody else's needs, right? And so you're always trying to figure it out. But you know, if someone wanted to invest their time into coaching, what kind of benefits may they see? Like what have you what have some of your clients seen? Um, well, the coaching uh, benefits, it, it's like a ripple effect, right? You work on one area of your life and then it just, just it, it opens up and impacts other areas of your lives. But, you know, as I mentioned, uh, when I talked about the boss life, they would definitely um, experience those benefits that I, that I talked about. Um, and, and part of, part of the benefit is also to get into action and, and to get into what I called inspired action mode. Um, uh, it is also going to help you set those boundaries and limits 
whether it's at work, whether it's in your personal life, to create more more time for more freedom for for yourself and taking care of yourself and and balancing. I mean, most of the clients that come to me, especially co- coaching, and this is definitely for my therapy clients, but most of my coaching clients, I say about 90% have, have gone through my uh, interpersonal effectiveness module, which is a basically an assertive training module, because it is such a skill that people are lacking so much. And I think women in particular have a real challenge with asserting themselves. They have all sorts of myths or limiting beliefs around what it means to assert themselves. And uh, so um, setting those boundaries and limits, uh, being able to ask for help, say no to things you don't want to say no to, um, uh, say no to things you don't want to do, um, being able to um, improve your health, uh, improve sleep. I mean, that's happened with a number of my, my clients. Uh, reduce uh, mulling over all those work problems, the rumination, the preoccupation, because when you're off, you're never really off if your mind is still there. Um, So it can have a a far-ranging impact on relationships. I've had a a number of women come to me uh, to coach them on uh, attracting their ideal partner because they've put their their business first for so long and they've put their personal life on the back burner and they're like, no, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I want to have uh, love in my life. So there could be a number of benefits from doing coaching. Wonderful. Yeah, it's um, such an array, right? The assertiveness, uh, I, as soon as you said that, it reminded me of the Facebook kind of meme that goes around about how, you know, if a, a young girl is assertive, she's called bossy, right? And if a young right. boy is called like assertive, it's like he's a leader kind of thing, right? And, yeah. and I think yeah. that so much stems from those traditional roles and what people yeah. are accepting. And mm-hmm. I am, I, I've learned to, but I'm quite assertive. My personality is very bold, right? Generally speaking. Right. And so I have, you know, other issues like boundary setting and thing that, that a lot of people don't realize that you really do have to you know concentrate and even get help to set boundaries and and identify what those might look like for somebody and I think it's so important and as you know we both are business owners and have families and stuff like the boundaries can look different from everybody um but you know the other thing is I find that's really important and I'd like love for you to weigh in is I, I find that not only is boundary setting really important but um, letting people know that there's a boundary there, why there's a boundary there. Like, you know, sometimes somebody will come, I've had somebody in the past, one of my friends, I was dealing with something and then they messaged me and they were dealing with something. And all I could do is say, you know, I'm hearing you, you know, I'm sorry that you're dealing with this. I, at the moment can't take this on because I'm dealing with something, but I will come back to you. Let me know if there's something like super pertinent that, you know, if you're in danger or something like that, for sure. But just not taking on other people's emotional stuff. Cause I think that that is huge. Yeah, it, it, it is huge. And I love what you just said about and how you handled that situation, because I think that was very effectively done. Um, and I and I run through case scenarios with, with my clients like that, uh, because, you know, the thinking is, oh, if 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 I don't if I don't help this person or help my friend immediately, they're, they're they, they think I don't care or that means I'm I'm selfish or I'm not a nice, nice person. And, you know, being able to say to somebody 
you know what? I just right now my capacity is it's it's nil. And I, I just would not be a benefit to you at this moment. I could not be present for you. I cannot, you know, but can I get back to you, you know, on such and such a day when when I'm in a, a better state of mind or a better frame of mind or when this has stabilized? I think that's a beautiful way to demonstrate to somebody that you still care, but also respect your own boundaries. You know, and, and there are different types of boundaries. We have physical boundaries. We have sexual boundaries. We have emotional boundaries. We have mental boundaries. So um, we have to be able to identify all of those types of boundaries. And the other thing is, is that, you know, talking, going back to the boss life program, something else that uh, uh, women business owners can get out of it is the, uh, the uh, skill of self-validation. And I think, in order to set boundaries, we need to be able to validate ourselves. Many of us have been taught that our internal experiences and our thoughts and our feelings aren't accurate. They're not correct. Uh, they're invalid and they're, they're punished or criticized or minimized in some way. When you um, are in, in living your boss life, you take your opinion more seriously than anybody else's. You trust yourself and your internal experience more than anyone else does. And in order to be able to assert your limits and your boundaries, you have to be able to validate and honor your own experience. And that's something that I find uh, women in particular have a very hard time doing. For sure, a huge hard time, you know, listening to your own inter, inter, intuition and, and really honing that. Um, we may have discussed this in the past, but, you know, when I left my abusive marriage many years ago now, you know, I wasn't paying attention at all. I could hear my intuition. I could hear, you know, thoughts yes. and, and I knew would, would be coming from that, but I wasn't paying attention, ignoring it more than, more as what I was doing. And uh, as I got further away from that and I further developed my own personality, because, you know, specifically in this case, it was an abusive marriage. So everything was kind of muted. And as I, maybe that's why I'm so bold, Francesca, honestly. <laughs> <It's> like, every, <laughs> maybe I was always this bold and I got muted for a while. Um, but then you start to hone into what you really need and what you want. And, you know, I make a lot of decisions on my, my gut reaction because I've learned to trust it because, you know, you have to, you have to get that experience, right? You have to do one decision after another until you can actually trust it. Right. Exactly. Definitely. And that's what I say to my clients is that the only way you're going to be able to develop more trust for yourself is by acting on your, your, your internal thoughts, feelings, gut intuition, because when you act on it, you're demonstrating trust. And then, and then that helps you to build more trust and to take the next action step based on your own guidance, right? So it, it definitely requires action as well to, to build up that self-validation and that self-trust. For sure, for sure. If uh, some folks in our audience are watching and they're still not quite sure, you know, if they would benefit from, you know, therapy, counseling, coaching, right. direction of some sort, right. What kind of warning signs could we maybe give them to look out for that, you know, if they see something happening in their own life, maybe they should look into, you know, some of these modalities just to see if they would help. Is there anything we can ask them to look for? Well, um, you know, I'll, I'll speak to therapy first. So um, if you're having a hard time uh, with focus and concentration, 
uh, if you're um, if you're noticing that your thoughts are are very um, all or nothing, self you know a lot of self judgment, uh, that's an indication that therapy might be good for you. Sometimes that's with coaching as well. If emotionally you're finding that you're um, more reactive emotionally, that um, it doesn't take much to get you going, your emotional reactions are really intense, and it takes you a really long time to get back to your baseline, um, that might be an indication of therapy. If your coping strategies, you know, if you're at the end of your long day, you're reaching for that bottle of wine every day, you're, you're shoveling the bag of chips in your mouth, um, maybe you need some help with developing healthier coping mechanisms that are not going to cause you more problems in the long term. And um, also, if you are having trouble asserting yourself, if you if you find that you are always subverting your own needs and wants for the sake of the relationship, um, then that can be an indication you you could benefit from therapy. And also your relationship with yourself. If your relationship with yourself is, is not balanced, you don't trust your gut, you don't feel a solid sense of self, um, you just don't feel connected to yourself, then that could be an indication of uh, uh, therapy being a, a good modality for you. Now, with coaching, those things can also be addressed. But more specifically, um, if you're working with me in co coaching, um, I really want to talk about the reality of burnout. If you're if you're um, a business owner and you've got uh, taking care of family, pets, etc., um, this isn't just a risk; it's a reality. So, paying attention to those warning signs of burnout. Um, if you are tired all the time, feeling exhausted uh, frequently, um, if you aren't eating well, if you're not getting any exercise, if you're not doing restful activities, anything that calms you down, reading or meditation, for example, um, if you're not getting pleasure from the things that normally give you pleasure, if you're isolating, and these actually are all signs of depression, and de depression is one of the indicators on the stages of burnout, right? Um, and it could be feeling resentful about all your, your to-dos. It could be feeling resentful at work, feeling resentful for other people who, who uh, have, a, have a life. Um, uh, it, you know, a host of things like that that can demonstrate that, oh, maybe, maybe I need to get some help. Maybe I need to reach out. Those are all great. Yeah, it's Definitely, there's just so much, right? There's so much that could be looked in. And I think that with burnout, you know, generally speaking, we've talked about this in multiple other shows, but I don't think it's if, it's when. As a business owner specifically, I feel like we all get there and, you know, how we deal with what comes before and what happens at the time and how, how we deal with it afterwards makes all the difference, right? And it doesn't have to be, in my opinion, I'm not the professional, so you have to weigh in. But, you know, in my opinion, it's not burnout doesn't always have to be you know complete burnout you can still no. have like a little bit of burnout right and it's just like <laughs> i need like i need a vacation or i need a weekend that's yeah. like yeah. i'm not doing something else like i just yes. want to sit on the couch and do nothing <laughs> yes yeah so it doesn't yeah. have to be super extreme i've i feel like i've been in both kind of you know super extreme and just like fatigued and like just yes. burnt right so yeah i think it's well Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, yeah. I think it's important to say that too. Like some people push through it, 
right? They feel like, oh, you know, I, I have a little yeah. bit more. I have a little bit more. But if you yeah. can address it sooner, you won't maybe get to that really extreme part. Exactly. Let me know. Exactly. No, what you're saying is entirely accurate because it's not like you wake up, uh, you're fine one day and the next day you're in complete burnout, right? It doesn't happen that way. Right. Some theorists say there's 12 stages to burnout, right? So it's a progression. And the earlier you intervene, the better, Right. So um, so it is important to ensure that you you are uh, implementing strategies into your everyday life to help you prevent that. And if and if that means taking a weekend where you're just flat out on the couch uh, because that's what you need, then then take that weekend. You know, and I, I mean, you have to admire the passion that uh business owners have the work ethic, the drive. But I think one of the other things that's really important, and, and this is what, you know, since I turned 50, I've really looked at my values. What's really important to me? Yes, success, ambition, uh, money. Those are those are really nice uh, accomplishments. However, is that enough to get you to happiness? Is that enough to create a well-balanced life? And for most of us, it's not. And so if we want to live value-driven lives and have value-driven goals, we're going to need to be to prioritize other areas of our, our lives as well. I also find that, you know, I... I post things on Facebook from here to there and I have family members who like, you know, will comment on it and friends, things like that. I also find that, you know, even just discussing this with you, you're like, you've got a lot of things that you can, you can help with, but even as another business owner, discussing the hurdles with another business owner, because what I find is that, you know, I might post something that's about, you know, running a business or that there's burnout involved. I just posted something recently and it was like, this is kind of me in a paragraph and people comment, well, you should always put yourself and your family and then your business. And it's like, right. I, I think for a lot of business owners, that's not how we think. Everything's first, right? It's, it's not yes. a matter of, you know, yes. I want to take care of this and this and this, because the thing is, is as a business owner, that's also our job. That's also how we make yeah. money. Yeah. And yeah. if I don't put it as a priority, then I got to find somewhere else to find this money, right? Or I got to find someone else to find the passion and things like that. Right. So I think it's super advantageous, not only to speak to someone who's a coach, which, you know, all coaches pretty much are business owners, right? Um, but also just the fact that you are a business owner. So you do have that mentality and understanding. And it's, I almost find that people that don't run businesses kind of brush over the stuff right. that concerns folks like you and I, and, yeah. and just kind of throws it away. And it's like, but I just can't do that, right? I can't just throw right. that away. That's part of my personality. Right, right. Yeah. And it is, it's a very different ball game when you own your own business. And I think in the, until you do it, you can truly, you can't truly understand the, um, the weight of that and the ownership you have of that. Um, and um, so it, it, it definitely becomes uh, much more challenging and prioritizing obviously becomes more much more challenging. Uh, and even as a business owner, we do have to uh, allow for those times where we say, okay, enough, I, 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 I can't keep doing this. This is not sustainable. And if I... Um, if I keep going at this rate, I won't have a business at all. Like right. there will be nothing in the future because once you, you know, when you hit that stage of complete burnout, 
it's really hard to come back from that. You can, but it's, you're never quite the same. No. And, and the thing is too, is I've seen other business owners burn out and then they're it for the business. Right. And so like they could have a thriving business, they burn out, yeah. the business goes into flames. Right. And oh, it's just, exactly. yes. and I don't think any of us yeah. as business owners want yeah. that. Right. So it's hard to balance. Um, yeah. Do we, do you have any tips for people to wrap up our show today, you know, for prevention sure. purposes, you know, I, you know, I, I keep that broad because I think that you could probably touch on a lot of things, but maybe just like a tip or two that people could implement in their life to hopefully kind of avoid, you know, or, or lessen the damage of burnout and things like that. For sure. I mean, you know, we talked about rest um, and there's different types of rest, like physical rest, which can include uh, sleep. Uh, sleep is so very important for emotional and mental well-being. The research has demonstrated over and over again that you do need between seven and nine hours of sleep. I hear people saying all the time, oh, I can live on five or six hours. You can live on it. But guess what? It's it's certainly not going going to um, help you in the long term. Your cognitive functioning, emotionally, there's so much restorative benefits uh, to sleeping, and even just physical activities that you can do that that um, like are physically restorative. Like whether that's gentle stretching or or yoga, uh, or even getting a massage, right? And uh, you know. Um, I, I tell my business owners like and, and some of my therapy clients take mindful pauses throughout the day. Like if, you know, I, oh, I'd have too much to do. I don't. OK, well, set set an alarm, take three to five minutes, do some mindfulness practices to just check in and get into uh, the present moment. Exercise, obviously. I mean, it's a natural mood regulator. It's a mood elevator. It guards against anxiety and depression. And I think the other thing, too, is a lot of people, you know, if if you are caregiving, a lot is being taken from you and that, that can exhaust you. So even social rest and, and what I mean by that um, is to be able to um, spend time with those people that fill you up, spend time with people who are supportive, who are validating, who who are uh, loving. And the last thing I want to talk about is is sensory overload. Um, because we have a lot coming at us uh, throughout the day. And a lot of our work is now online. Um, and, you know, we're on social media and posting, etc. So I think it's really important that we also avoid sensory overload um, and unplug from technology and un uh, unplug from the social media. Uh, I advise my clients to Turn off their phones and shut things down at least two hours before bedtime, preferably three hours, which also actually helps with, with sleep. So those, those are just some ideas of how people can prevent burnout. Perfect tips. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Can you let our audience know how they would get a hold of you? Should they like to look into some of the services that you provide um, or in your website, uh, if you could? Sure, yes. So uh, my website is uh, www.francescadatillo.ca. Um, and so I'll just spell out my name, F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A-D-A-T-T-I-L-O. It's kind of a mouthful. Uh, so my website, my email is uh, francesca at francescadatillo.com. I'm on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn as well. So people can also message me there if they'd like to uh, reach out. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you again for joining me. I really appreciate all of the stuff that we've talked about today. I think that it's super valuable. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. It was great. Please like and share us uh, with your networks, with your family members, get some information out. Remember, support's only one conversation away and, the, and people love to um, have extra resources available to them because not everybody knows that things are available. So make sure that if you did find value, share it around your networks and, and help other people find everything. Thanks again for joining us on our Flaging with Amy. From me to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday. Hey!